0: hi thank you for joining me today on this fifth sunday in lent we will begin with the confession and forgiveness in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen god of all mercy and consolation come to the help of your people turning us from our sin to live for you alone give us the power of your holy spirit that we may confess our sin receive your forgiveness and grow into the fullness of jesus christ our savior and lord amen let us confess our sin in the presence of god and of one another most merciful god The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Let us pray. Creator God, you prepare a new way in the wilderness and your grace waters our desert. Open our hearts to be transformed by the new thing you are doing that our lives may proclaim the extravagance of your love given to all Through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, the home of Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. There they gave a dinner for him. Martha served, and Lazarus was one of those at the table with him. Mary took a pound of costly nard and anointed Jesus' feet and wiped them with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But Judas Iscariot, one of his disciples, the one who was about to betray him, said, Why was this perfume not sold for 300 denarii and the money given to the poor? He said this not because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. He kept the common purse and used to steal what was put into it. Jesus said, leave her alone. She bought it so that she might keep it for the day of my burial. You always have the poor with you but you do not always have me. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. In our Gospel reading today from John, Jesus is at the home of his good friends, Lazarus, Mary, and Martha. This is not the first time to visit them and join them for a meal. Jesus knows this may be his last time at their home. The time is drawing near for him to face his accusers and be sentenced to death. I wonder what the atmosphere was like as they gathered together. Was anyone else thinking of what Jesus had told them about his death and resurrection? He had voiced at least three times what was to happen to him, to his disciples. Had he also told his friends Lazarus, Mary, and Martha? Was that the reason Mary lavishly anointed his feet? Well, we don't know how often Jesus came to their home, but we do have stories about the three times he visited them. Remember when Jesus came with his disciples and Martha complained to him because she was doing all the work while Mary was sitting at Jesus' feet listening to his teachings? Then he came to raise Lazarus from the dead. At that time, Martha was the first to meet him and berate him for taking so much time to get to them. Martha was convinced that if he had come sooner, her brother would not have died. She had no idea what Jesus was about to do. Jesus then asked to see Mary. When she came to him, she too told him he should have come sooner, and then she began to cry. Jesus was moved by her tears and wasted no more time to bring Lazarus back from the grave. Mary and Martha were very grateful for Jesus' ministry and what he did to bring Lazarus back to them. It would have been very difficult for these two women to make it on their own if their brother had died. It may have been Mary's gratefulness that brought her to do such an unselfish act the anointing of Jesus' feet, the act of preparing Jesus for burial. Mary knew what was about to happen to Jesus, and she wanted to show her gratefulness and love for Jesus in a meaningful way, a way that Jesus would understand, even if the others gathered there that night failed to understand. Mary was an important character in Jesus' ministry, Yet probably the only reason she was named was because she was the sister of Lazarus. Women were not valued in Jesus' time. Very few were named in the Bible, and most were named because of their relationship with a man, not because they had any importance on their own. That night as they sat around the table in Lazarus' home, Jesus defended Mary and her actions because he knew her faithfulness. She had more faith than many of his male disciples. So imagine that same meal taking place today. We are all gathering in the social hall for a meal with Jesus. Jesus has been with us for a while. We have enjoyed his teachings and his ministry. He has told us that he would be leaving soon. We are sad and worried. How will we be able to carry on the ministry that needs to be done without his guidance? Oh, we don't want him to go. Jesus walks in and comes to the table. We greet him and invite him to join us. The table is laden with food. The meal is going to be a wonderful celebration of the ministry we have done with the help of Jesus. Then a woman comes in and says something to Jesus. He gets up and says, my time has come to leave you. Oh, we beg him to stay. He smiles and reminds us that he told us this time would come. He walks to the door and then turns to us and says, you always have the poor with you, but you do not always have me. With those words he disappears and we know he is gone. Suddenly, the food before us does not look as appetizing as it did earlier. We sit there in silence, not knowing what to do next. Someone stands up. The woman calls us to follow her. She makes her way back into the sanctuary. We follow and sit in the pews. We look up to see the table set for communion. The food that we need. The only food that will satisfy. We come up and take the bread and wine. We feel Jesus' presence among us. No, he is not here where we can physically see him, but Jesus is with us. Now his parting words begin to make sense. You will always have the poor with you. That was Jesus' call to us to care for each other. We look around the sanctuary for the woman who led us back here the one who led us back to where we needed to be. But she is gone. Was that woman Mary? Was that woman the one who knew how important Jesus' ministry was for all of us and knew that Jesus' ministry would not end because he was no longer physically with us? Who are the poor Jesus told us to care for? When we think of the poor, we think of those who have no money. But there are many ways to be poor. We can be poor in mind, body, or spirit. Those who are poor in mind may be suffering from a mental illness or dementia. They need our understanding and care. Those poor in body may be ill, or they may not have the funds to care for themselves and their families so they are hungry or lack housing. Those who are suffering in spirit may not know God or what God did for all of us in Jesus Christ. They may feel hopeless or feel they have no control over their lives. They are alone. They have not learned or have forgotten that Jesus is with them and God's love and mercy will sustain them. The poor are all around us, and we are called by Jesus to care for them. The hardest part of this call is to know who needs our help. We can give to organizations who help the poor, and that's a very good thing to do. But who are we missing? Who is being overlooked? Who is right here today who doesn't know how to ask for help? or is too ashamed to admit they need help. Who has heard us say maybe some hurtful words that affected them? And now they don't know what to do to get back to where they were, to get back to that good place before they realize that there are people who don't understand them or their lives or their lifestyle. We need to help everyone and we need to help them now. Just as Jesus said, we will always have the poor. What is important is how we choose to care for them. the world and all who are in need do a new thing in the church free us from ways that no longer serve the gospel and bring forth leaders who imagine fresh ways of doing ministry merciful God receive our prayer do a new thing for creation reverse climate change revive habitats and amplify amplify the voices of those who care for your creation. Merciful God, receive our prayer. Do a new thing in our world. Break barriers to prevent political leaders from working together for the good of all. Make a way for peace among nations and be with all those in military service and their families. May their ways be safe and their homecomings joyful. Merciful God, receive our prayer. Do a new thing for those who suffer. Comfort those who grieve and restore those who are sick, especially those listed in our bulletin, those we carry in our hearts, and those we name aloud. Gala. Merciful God, receive our prayer. Do a new thing within us. Direct us into ways that broaden our understanding of the human experience. Raise the voices of those who are ignored or devalued. Merciful God, receive our prayer. Do a new thing in our death. Fill us with the knowledge of Christ and the power of the resurrection. As we give thanks for all the saints who have gone before us, especially our newest saint, Sis merciful god receive our prayer as we accept these prayers we bring O god on behalf of a world in need for the sake of jesus christ amen lord remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come Go in peace. Jesus meets you on the way. Thanks be to God.